Welcome to the inaugural, 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 you know what I'm trying to say, the inaugural episode of the Chris Watches Podcast. So let me give you a quick, brief introduction to this podcast. Pretty much, I watch it and talk about it. That's as brief as it gets. So, okay, we're going to be starting off with, we're going to review... I'm going to review shows, but I may do movies sporadically, but mainly shows. So this first episode and further episodes until the end of the show, I'm doing Snowfall, starting with Season 1, Episode 1. So let's dive into this episode. Alright, the episode opens up. Showing LA or South Central, I think this is where it's taking place. South Central looking bright, kids out having a good time, like full of life. And I took that as a calm before the warning, before crack is introduced to the neighborhood, it totally fucks it up. So I thought that was interesting to point that out. Alright, so. Alright, so. The way I took my notes is there's three different storylines or main characters for their own storyline. So we got Franklin, also also who I'm going to refer to as Spanish Rock, <laughs> and the CIA, Teddy. So I will be starting with Spanish Rock. So the way we get introduced to Spanish Rock, it's in a wrestling match. He's wrestling, getting his ass beat. He loses the match. He's all depressed in the... Well, he's getting his ass beat. He's in the corner. And he looks in the crowd and he sees a couple. A guy and a girl who seem interested in him. I don't know. He noticed the girl walking in to the arena or wherever the wrestling match is taking place. So the emphasis is on the girl. So whatever he loses his match... It looks dejected in the locker room. And then it cuts to him meeting the couple who happens to be Lucia and Pedro. They're cousins. And they are recruiting also Spanish. They are recruiting Spanish Rock to to do a job. They describing like stuff they're gonna ask him to do. So they So they tell him, you know, collecting jobs and stuff like that. And then Lucia says, but this job is different. But we don't get much details after that. So then it cuts to a different scene with them talking. And Pedro tells Lucia, give him the key and the alarm code. Now to me, you get the key and the alarm code, you must know the dude. That's the first thing that I thought of when I saw that. I was like, oh, he knows the person that also is robbing Cause I ain't just gonna get a key and alarm code. So I'm guessing like maybe family or something. So whatever he gives also the key and the alarm code. So alright, so now also is in the house. I was gonna say breaks in, but he got the key and the alarm code, so he really didn't break in. He walks in the house and he puts the code to disable the alarm. But this shit don't work the first time. So he's looking like looking nervous. He puts it again. And it works. 
and also knows exactly where to go. He goes upstairs into a bedroom. He's at like a, a dresser. And he knows there's a secret compartment in the dresser. And lo and behold, it's like money. So he takes the money, puts it in his bag. And then he's looking at the photos on the shelf. And one photo interests him like crazy. So he's staring at it. And as he's staring at it, someone comes comes in the house. So also puts the photo in the bag. Plays sneaky sneaky with the dude that comes in the house. Because you don't know who the hell he is. So he's playing sneaky sneaky. Watching him. Hopefully trying to get, drop the, get the dime on him. And sure enough, he does it. They tussle. They wrestle a little bit. And then... Also throws him over the railing for like the stairs. He they was on the second floor. He threw him over the railing. Homeboy hits his head on like the banister, breaks his neck. Boom! Homeboy is dead. So, and then towards the end of the episode, they show also Spanish Rock in the car, looking at the photo. So yeah, Spanish Rock looking at the photo and he notices that Lucia and Pedro are in the photo. So now he's hella suspicious. Like why the hell is my partner the one who told me to rob this place is in photos? Like what's going on? So you know he's suspicious. Alright, so now the CIA. So Logan and his partner I don't his partner is not CIA but Logan is CIA his partner Alejandro so Logan and his partner are just chilling you know partying high sniffing coke partying with chicks and Logan is a freaky motherfucker homeboy was getting head and then he had some other chick blow coke up his ass like I don't, I don't know what that's about like I Coke up a dad's. I don't like. I I would assume we get. You. I don't know. I really have no idea. But the people take beer through the. I don't know what the. I don't, I don't know. I just know I don't partake in none of that shit. All right. So Logan end up ends up ODing. So shit. Alejandro's looking like shit. Not worried. Just like shit. So he shows up to Teddy's office. Teddy. When Alejandro meets Teddy, Teddy's like, what you want? He's like, yo, Logan told me if things went bad to come and see you. So now I'm here to see you. And Teddy's all suspicious of Alejandro. He's showing up. He don't know what this guy is. Teddy's like opening the drawer, trying to put his hand around the gun. So like just in case something goes down. And Alejandro got blood on his shirt. Like he don't know what the hell is going on. But Alejandro's like, yo, come to the house. Come with me. You could bring the gun if you want. Teddy thought it was secret. Alejandro, they could bring that shit if you want. It's cool. So Alejandro brings Teddy to the penthouse where they were partying at and shows Teddy um Logan's dead body. And Teddy's like all suspicious, pulls out a gun and points at Alejandro like, yo, put your hands up. And he's like, why you didn't you call the cops? And Alejandro's like, I ain't call the cops. Just follow me. He takes him into the back porch. Back deck presses a button to unveil uh, the, a hot tub. 
but with no water in it, it's filled with bricks of coke. So it's like, damn. So, alright, so it goes, Teddy's back in the house cleaning the crime scene up. He's noticing this blood, like, at weird places in the penthouse. He's, like, confused as hell. Like, why is there blood here? So... So Teddy's back in the office talking to his superior or his boss or whatever about the shit that Logan was in. And apparently Logan was lying his ass off to Alejandro because the head of this, well, I guess his boss, his media boss, had no idea what the hell he was into. So Teddy's telling him, like, yo, this plan could actually work because Alejandro, they met at a diner after Teddy accuses Alejandro of killing Logan. Alejandro's like, I'm hungry. Let's go Sunday eat. So they go eat at a restaurant. And Alejandro tells Teddy, like, yo, like, there's, like, troops, like, in the jungle, like, waiting for me to bring back weapons and supplies. And, like, I'm a soldier. I'm not a drug dealer, so I need your help. And Teddy's like, all right. He's starting to believe it. So when Teddy's talking to his... His commanding officer or his superior, his boss, he's like, yo, the plan could work. Like, I could do this. Let me, let me take Logan's spot. So, so the boss agrees and let Lo- that Teddy could take Logan's spot and be partners with Alejandro. So Alejandro and Teddy are in the house looking over paperwork to see where they sell the coke to. And Alejandro points out, Hey, he's supplying Avi and Lucia and Pedro. So he's supplying everybody. So Teddy's like, hold up, I want to meet them. Like, what's going on? And Alejandro tells him, Lucia, Logan wanted to smash. Lucia didn't let him. So that's a little tension. But Teddy wants to meet them because Teddy's words is, I got to meet them, see if they trustworthy. If not, we got to find replacements. So, but then Teddy also questions Alejandro. Like, yo, you sure y'all were alone when Logan died? Because, yo, I found blood in weird places. Like, how do you explain that? And Alejandro, Alejandro's like, you worrying about the wrong thing? Relax, don't worry about it. So, Teddy further cleans the house. And he finds a blonde hair. So, you know, now he's, like, really suspicious. All right, now Franklin's side. Turns out Franklin was at the wrestling show where also was wrestling. So, I think I like this scene because it shows Franklin is a kid. Like, he's still a kid at the end of the day. Like, when I say kid, like, you know, late teens, early 20s. Like, he is in college, so... So, anyway, Franklin is at the wrestling show. He's, like, hyped to see Oso. He meets him in the alley where Oso and Lucy and Pedro was meeting, asking for his autograph, like, full of, full of life and happiness. I just like that scene because it just shows that Franklin is a kid. Well, that's, what, that's how TV depicts wrestling. But if they really did their research, they know wrestling fans 
are late 30s, early 40s, just like comic book fans. It's just it's just a weird observation, but you know it's 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 cool to see that they're showing that he's a kid. So anyway, Franklin visits his uncle Jerome's house. Apparently, Franklin sells weed for Jerome, and Jer- and Franklin is there to re up. So he's breaking the bag up, and while he's breaking the bag up, some crazy chick is coming yelling at Jerome. Jerome's like, "Yo, girl, get the hell out of here!" She's like, "No, I can tell secrets about you." And then he's like, "All right." I'm going to count to three. He, three or five. He counts. He goes, yo, Louie, whoop this girl's ass. So Louie waits for a commercial on her TV show. Goes out and starts whooping her ass. All right. So I'll right, be back with Franklin. He goes home. This scene with him and his mom, I think it's just to establish that they got a loving relationship. You know, single mom, son. Kind of reminds me of how I grew up, you know. So it's like it shows the love that mom and son have. I think that was a important thing to show. So and then, oh yeah, she comes home. Her shirt is messed up. Franklin's like, "What's going on? People put hands on you? Like, very protective." And she's like, "No, it's fine. Don't even worry about it." And then she gets a call from her boss. I guess. She seems dejected in the phone call. Anyway, she goes into the room, starts emptying out her purse. Turns out Mama Franklin is packing. Sissy got a gat in the purse. Like, I know she a landlord. I mean, she probably landlording the projects, but still. She got a gat in the purse. Alright, so Franklin brings his boy Leon with him. So he takes a trip to the suburbs to see his homie Rob. So they start chilling, whatever goes in the house. Rob's family is rich. They got a mansion. Not a mansion, but they got a very nice house. Franklin and Leon go inside. People are having sex. Like, they filming porno scenes. They have photo shoots. It's crazy. So Franklin and Leon go inside, and they meet Rob's mom. Now, I wrote down that she was flirting with him, but I rushed the scene she really wasn't. But I just, I guess I believe Leon. Because Frank was like, yo, stop staring at my man's mom. He's like, yo, tell her stop staring at me. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I guess I believed him. Because I really did not see the flirtation. But whatever. So, they chilling with Rob. Rob gets high and it gets all lovey-dovey. Like, yo, you know you're my brother, right? You too. So... So Rob invites Franklin over next weekend to come to a party. So as they leaving, Leon asks Franklin, like, yo, how could you leave all this, man? Why would you come back? You got the suburbs. And Franklin says, it's cool, but it ain't home. And then Franklin is later asked that question, a, a similar uh, melody, asks Franklin why... He go to school and why he not going to school no more. Franklin says, because I feel like an outsider. So that's just like weird things. That's what he's going through. So anyway, Franklin's at the party, at at Rob's house for a party. And then Rob is chilling with his girl, you know, doing lines of coke. And then he swims over to Franklin like, yo, can you get me some coke? And Franklin's like, I don't sell coke. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. I could cook you up with my mom's dealer. I, rem- I got to tell you, he crazy, though. 
So Frank was like, yeah, whatever, I'm with it. So they drive up to Avi's house to connect. And he's like, yo, he's insane. He's crazy. Just a warning, he's crazy. So Frank is like, I right, whatever, like nonchalant. He's walking towards the house and he's a gunshot. Bang! He's like, what the fuck? He looks back at Rob. Rob's like, it's probably a different house. Bullshit, that shit came from that house. So Franklin's like nervous going into the house. Comes to find out he sees a guy like in pain on the floor. And then he sees Avi holding a bulletproof vest with a bullet in it. And I'm going to tell you what happened. He shot homeboy with the vest and caught one to the chest. And it hurt. So anyway, Franklin proposes what Rob wants. And Avi's like, hold up, I don't do little doses like that. I sell big, like I sell key, kilos. So Franklin's like, yo, front me a key. I could turn it around real quick. Avi's like, front you a key? Your neighborhood don't even know what this is, let alone can they afford it? So Franklin is begging and begging him. And then Avi's like, all right, you want me to, you want to sell Coke for me? Put on this vest. Stand across the pool. I'm going to get on this little walkway. And I'm going to shoot you. Frank is like, shit. Avi tells him. From up close, it hurts. But you know I hit the vest. Far away. Yeah, it doesn't hurt as much. But uh, there's a good chance I could miss the vest. Frank is like, I'm taking the long way. Avi points the gun. Let's off shots. Shoots bottles of champagne. Franklin's relieved, like, holy shit, I didn't get shot. So whatever, Avi gives him the the brick, the key. So Franklin, I he goes to the, the drug dealer he knows, his uncle, shows him the brick, like, yo, like, I'm trying to move this, can you help? And Jerome is, like, scared of it. He's like, yo, I don't want the problems that come with that. Like, what are you doing with that? And then he tells him, like, yo, I gotta move it I gotta move it quick, and then and then Franklin gives him the whole a whole heartfelt speech like the system is not built for us. I'm making my own rules, but I need you to help to help me. Like a heartfelt speech, you thought it would work, but Jerome's like, nah, I don't want nothing to do with that. Anyway, Louis overhears the conversation. Louis visits Franklin at his house and tells him like, yo, you wanna move that? Come visit. Come with me. I can show you. So, Louis takes Franklin to Claudia's club. Nightclub. And turns out Louis and Claudia have a little history. It's maybe some bad blood. Anyway, Claudia invites them to a private room so they could talk. Claudia turns around and smacks Louis with the gun that she had. Like, Louis, they did a strip search. Not a strip search, a pat down. And Louis gave up the gun, like, here, I save you the trouble. So Louis has that same gun and smacks Claudia with it. And it points a gun at Franklin, like, yo, tell me about this brick. And he tells, he tells him the truth. Like, some, like she wants the name. Franklin don't want to give up the name because he wants to be the middleman so he can continue to get paid. If he gives up the name, there's no need for him. She could just go straight to him. So Franklin's like, nah, this is an Israeli, you know, he's connected, he's dangerous. He front me a key on consignment. And Louis doesn't believe it, but Franklin insists and she believes it. 
She buys it for 16k. Now Avi just wanted 12 back. Franklin sold it for 16, so that's 4k profit. So anyway, Louie and Franklin in the car driving back home. Louie tells Franklin like, "Yo, that coke it brings a lot more trouble than it's worth." Like the second time he's getting that warning. And Franklin's like, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So, Louie offers Franklin her gun. Like, you gonna need this. Franklin, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. And then at the end of, at the end of the episode, Franklin sees his pops, who's homeless, crossing the street. And Franklin sheds a tear. Like, it's crazy. So, that's the end of, ep- that's the, end of the pilot episode. That's the name of it. It was the pilot episode. I thought it was a great episode. And I'm like intrigued to see how far Franklin gets deep into the drug game. Like Coke. Like I wonder. Well of course he, he has to find the recipe for crack. So. Like it's crazy. Alright so my first impressions of the characters. Franklin seems like a good hearted kid who just wants financial freedom. He wants financial freedom, and I'm like, hey, don't we all? <laughs> but yeah, Franklin is that. Spanish Rock, he didn't have a lot to do in this episode besides robbing the house. I didn't really get a grasp of the type of character he is. I'm guessing he's just a hard worker, just willing to work. That's the first impressions. Now, Teddy, the CIA agent. I don't, like, I... My first impression was like he's a weasel, but not really. Like I don't, I don't know about him. Like my first impression is weasel, but there's not enough there to to go on. But anyway, recapping the episode, I thought the episode was good. Show Franklin and his boys established a relationship between him and Leon, which is cool. And Leon is like a jerk. Like he just like blasts his radio on the bus, threatens white people, like. It's crazy. But yeah, it's um Franklin meets his connects and now he's gonna be pushing Coke. And I guess he's gonna be buying birds and just sell it to Claudia. Until that don't work no more. But yeah, so Franklin's selling Coke. Teddy is also selling Coke. He also wants to get into that business. So he supplies Avi and Lucia, so He's like, Franklin's like one person removed from meeting Teddy. So I wonder when that happens. But yeah, I think it's gonna... I don't, it, that's gonna be a good... It's, the first episode was great. For a pilot, introducing the show, like, it's it grabbed me from minute one. So, it's a good show. Alright, I got a confession to make. This is the second time I'm recording episode one. So I recorded episode one... And then I recorded episode two. And then I'm looking back. I didn't really like episode one the way I recorded it. So hence me doing the episode one now. Alright, heads up. Episode two, I took my notes differently then. I took it with like how the episode airs. So I was writing my notes as the episode happened. So I was jumping around. I didn't like how I was jumping around that much. So this time I took notes... Based on the character, like I told you, like the three the three base characters, Franklin, Spanish Rock, and Teddy. Excuse me. So, so this is the new format of the notes. 
hey, this is my first podcast. I'm learning as I go. Bear with me. I will get better. Just like learning as I go. So, like Frank is gonna be learning as he go as he's selling that as he's selling weight. But yeah, oh maybe this comparison between me and Frank. <laughs> I mean, we had the same upbringing, except I didn't sell drugs. Shit, I should have sold drugs. But whatever. Alright, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Chris Watches Podcast. Hopefully you like, you subscribe, watch, download, like, leave reviews, whatever you need to do. Alright, thanks for listening.